1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.
1: From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this
2: is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Twins and the Indians wrapping up this weekend series here today. Twins seeking a sweep on what's been a very drama-filled and successful weekend so far for the first-place Minnesota Twins. Welcome to our Sunday show. I'm Corey Provis, and we're joined now by Twins bench coach Derek Shelton, one of our favorites here on our Sunday program. Derek, great to see you. How are you? Good
0: morning. I'm doing great.
2: I would hope so. Good morning. And, uh, yeah, welcome to the show, and also welcome back to a place you once lived and once worked. And I was told by a little birdie last night, and we have to be pretty descriptive here considering that this is radio that we could possibly see your old apartment from, or your condo, from this uh, broadcast booth here at Progressive Field?
0: Yeah, I think with the scoreboard's blocking it, but it's uh, it's directly over the scoreboard and right in downtown Cleveland. It's something that uh, my wife and I, my wife's from Cleveland, so my wife and I have, and we still have it, and it was very convenient when, uh, when I was working here, but uh, yeah, you can see it, and I think, as I was talking to Hammer about, before we went on the air, you guys saw it once when it had uh, a plume of smoke, yeah. as, as Chris put it, uh, coming out of it one day when you were here when there was a fire in it.
2: This was also the place for your first big league coaching job starting in 2005. How have you changed, evolved as a coach? Not just in terms of your daily responsibilities, because I know you've done a a variety of different things as a coach, but go back 2005, Coach Shelton, 2019, Coach Shelton.
0: 2019, Coach Shelton's uh, temperament's a lot calmer (laughs) than 2005, Coach Shelton. Uh, 2005, you know, I was 34 years old, you know, was very young for coaches. I mean, I think I was the youngest coach in the big league for like three or four years, but uh, probably a lot more fiery, probably a lot more temperamental, had a lot to learn and didn't realize it. And I think as I've gotten older, you know, I've realized in how to deal with players and how to deal with certain things. I I, I definitely think just like in anything you mature and I kind of look back at the way I was and in five six seven you know eight that I was probably a little more uh uptight than than I am now <laughs> so you know I, I was very fortunate when I got the job here in, in 05 all the guys that were here I had had in the minor leagues because I was a minor league coordinator for the Indians so it was an easy transition for me so they kind of knew my temperament and it worked there and I was also very fortunate we had some pretty good offenses when I first got here so uh but I think
2: I'm a lot calmer uh now the players that you had and the offensive driven teams that you were privileged to coach compare that group to what you what you have now here
0: that's a really good point and and jay and i've talked to james and i have talked about this is it's very similar now the home runs that we're hitting are are different but if you look at the if you look at the teams, like when, when I was in Cleveland, I mean, we had Grady Sizemore in center field. And if you go back and look at Grady's numbers, it's almost troutish at times, you know, 34 homers, 50 doubles. So you kind of relate that to Kep. I mean, you know, it was hitting leadoff, hitting 30 plus homers and Kep's at 36. We had really prolific offenses. I mean, as you guys know, we were in the central. Hafner was here at the height. We had Victor Martinez. Johnny Peralta was hitting 20 home runs as a shortstop. So it was very similar. And then there were players that, that filled in, or not filled in, but fit into spots at different parts of the order that were very functional and very productive and had really good major league careers. So I, I was fortunate. I mean, when you get your first big league job as a hitting coach and then you have guys that can really hit and were really starting to blossom, it was it was a lot of fun.
2: Uh, you mentioned the name Grady Sizemore. This this just triggered a, a memory that I, from an article that I read back in June and this was around uh, Joe Maurer's number 7 retirement weekend. And I, I, correct me if I'm wrong here. You were quoted in a story that you don't have too many signed photos or, fo- you know, I guess pictures of players in your home. But you do have a couple. One involves Sizemore and another involves Joe.
0: They they both involve their – it's the same okay. photo. All it's right. a photo that was taken here in 07. And I don't even know how I got it, It's it's and it's nothing, it's Grady hitting. It's Grady standing in the box and Joe's catching. And at the time, you know, from, you know, my vantage point and down in, in the Indians, I got that time looking across and watching it, it was just something that was like, okay, this guy's going to be one of the greatest catchers of our generation. And at the time, you know, before Grady had gotten hurt, we thought was going to be one of the best players of our generation with what he was doing. And I was like, this is something that, you know, at some point, you know, Jackson was five at the time. You know, maybe it'll hang in his office at some point. So I have that picture I had him both sign it. It's a cool thing. I don't, you know, I have items that are in my house. Most of them are underneath the bed and storage bins. But that one's kind of special because those are two guys. And now with the fact of actually being here and having a relationship with Joe now, it, it makes it even more special. Yeah,
2: you know, getting back, if we can, shifting gears to yesterday. And, and, and most importantly, I want to lead with last night. Uh, Chris and I were talking about this late after Miguel's Grand Slam. That the, the, the joy that an athlete has, no matter the sport, coming up big at home, in front of the home crowd, no matter if it's a big hit, a big shot, a big catch, that the thrill of doing something significant at home is great. But as an athlete, as a competitor, when you can silence a crowd... That that's pretty cool too, and that's what happened last night. Yeah. And and I think the
0: thing about it is is this place and it going going back to my days of when I was here, Kenny Lofton told me when we traded for him in 07, he said, You're never gonna be in any place that's louder than this place and it's true. This place is, it, with the exception of Old Yankee Stadium, for a World Series game, this is the loudest place I've ever been. These people can really get into it, and they, with running a bullpen day, and with what happened with Thorpe in the first inning, and the fact, and then, you a know, Mercado homer, they get into it. But Miggy put him, he put him. You know, I wouldn't say to sleep, but there was not a lot of interaction with them afterwards and they were into it and they're into it from like the start of the pitch on. So when you hit a home run on the road and it silences everybody, it's it's an unbelievable feeling because you feel like not only have you taken them out of it, but you've taken their fans out of it. So it's fun at home. Anytime you hit grand slams, it puts you up by uh, four. Good. But when you do it on the road and then you see, you know, people start to head for the exits and quiet them down, it's. It's a pretty cool feeling.
2: Rocco kind of hinted earlier in the week that at times you, as a staff, you guys, and he said Bill Levers has been the best at just making calls that something big is going to happen here, and you call a shot. And did anybody call that last night amongst the staff that Snow was going to do what he did?
0: No, I don't think so. I think Jay or Rock may have said just, make, you, need, you need to get something in the air," you know. And and I think after I'm trying to think of who said it, and then after he hit it, I said to him. A little more colorful than that. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> he got it in the air. So yeah, Skip likes to call things, uh Skip being Bill Evers, he likes to call things and he makes multiple calls a game, so you you figure one okay. of them is gonna come out. The odds <laughs> gonna come out and be right. So
2: th- that that eighth inning rally, something we also saw that was consistent. Scope first pitch hit. Polanco first pitch, game tying double, and Sano first pitch grand slam. By design.
0: I don't think by design. I think it's a credit to their approach and their plan going in. It's a credit to, you know, the conversations that Jay and Rudy have with those guys. I think they were in a situation where they were looking for specific things and and got them and and put good swings on them. And I think when you have good pitching staffs like Cleveland's and guys with elite stuff, you have to be ready to hit from the first pitch on because, especially in those situations, you may not get another pitch to hit.
2: By sweeping both games yesterday, the magic number is nine. Is that something that not just you're aware of, but that you are, are letting the team know about? Do they even need to be told about that, or is it just it is it is what it is?
0: Yeah, I, I actually wasn't aware that it was nine. Um, I, don't, I think at this time of the year, you don't have to, especially Major League players, you don't have to let them know anything. They know exactly where we're at. They know what's going on. They don't have to be told. And when you have the group that we have with the veterans that we have, there's not a lot that has to be told to these guys at this time of the year.
2: Does it feel like a playoff series? And even going back to Target Field last weekend, we said this that, you know, the calendar says September but it has an October feel. Felt like that at Target Field last weekend, same here this weekend. Yeah, I
0: think so. I think anytime you play a team that is in your division that you're you're neck and neck with and it's this close to the end of the season, every series is going to feel like that. But, you know, when you get when you get good crowds like we had at home, you get a good crowd like you've had here, you you get the feeling of that and it's fun. I mean, this is why we start Feb- february 14th and and do everything going forward to play you know these games and then meaningful games in the month after this
2: uh, we'll take our first break here on our sunday show when we come back i want to get derek's thoughts on mike clevenger's comments following uh the first game yesterday his reaction to what clevenger said also the win last night how that impacted the look of the lineup today and why jose Brios will not start instead he will go tomorrow when the twins open up a series and a home stand against the white sox at Target Field. Derek Shelton is our Sunday guest. This is Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. More from Cleveland next on your home for Twins Baseball.
1: Kids grow out of calling mom, mommy. They grow out of sleeping with a blankie. They grow out of eating stuff off the floor. They grow out of race car-shaped beds. They grow out of having invisible friends, Hopefully. But a kid never grows out of baseball. They grow old with it. The joy, the lessons, and the memories stick with them like pine tar. Give your kid the lifelong gift of baseball. Learn more at twinscommunityfund.org. The Twins Community Fund. Getting more kids in the game. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to
0: practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the Reverse Shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. Years 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has mama. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse pre-diabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse.
2: Hey, Twins fans, every Wednesday at Target Field
1: is Swagger Dollar a Dog Day. Your chance at $1 hot dogs at Hennepin Grill and Taste the Twins Territory Concession Stands. Visit twinsbaseball.com for more information.
2: Inside Twins continues from Progressive Field here in downtown Cleveland. Inside Twins is brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Derek Shelton. And a big topic, Derek, that uh, came up really between games yesterday was something that Mike Clevenger said following the Twins' Game 1 win. Twins won the game 2-0. The, uh, the big blow offensively came on Jorge Polanco's early home run. And then following the game, Mike Clevenger, the losing pitcher, was asked about that.
1: Just with where the pitch was. I mean, after last year, are you surprised? No, yeah. I mean, I guess I was surprised. It was a changeup that he didn't seem like he was hit hard, but the wind was blowing pretty hard that, that inning. And I remember even talking to Berto about it. So we had another inning where we kind of held off starting the inning. So the wind was all, like, gusting out. We're like, just give it a 2nd it I'll, like, die down. So, uh, no, I think that was uh, I mean, it was a bad pitch. I left, it was a change, but that hung up, but it got away. So it was a pretty impressive piece of hitting to get it out to the right side of the park like that, in the deep part of it too. All
2: right, so he cleans it up there at the end, but the but what he said at the start that irritated many people inside that Twins clubhouse. Your yeah, thoughts? I think
0: so, and I think very much warranted it. You know, I think you were, we're hearing a starting pitcher that that pitched extremely well and pitched through eight innings and you know executed pitches, and he made a pitch that that he didn't like, and Jorge put a good swing on it. So, you know, I, I think the thing about it is is. Uh, you know, Jorge's a good player, Jorge's an even better person. So when you have that, I, I don't think, uh, and I don't know Mike Clevenger, but I don't think you should cast, you know, an opinion on things with people you don't know. So in, in that respect, you know, I will always defend Jorge Polanco because I know the human being that he is and the person that he is. And you know what, and he's a hell of a baseball player. I mean, he started the All Star game here, so that's when people vote you into the All Star game. It's showing that they respect you, and uh, he's also hitting 300, I think, with 22 homers, and you know. So Jorge is a good baseball player, and I think that's the thing we dwell on. You know, the comment in and of itself, I-, I think, came out of frustration, and like you said, he tried to clean it up, and maybe he shouldn't have said it, but. It- I will take Jorge Polanco any day of the
2: week. The season that, that Polanco and Kepler both have had, this comes on the heels of both signing extensions back in February. But did you see anything early on that said, and, and people were picking, especially Kepler, the last couple of years, Shelty, to have could, the pick-to-click, the, the breakout year. But why has this year been so good and been so consistent for both of those guys
0: well to, to start with cap i i think the, the major thing is and you know this has been very well documented i know rocco's talked about it i've talked about it i mean we talked for probably four to five weeks about putting him in the one spot this off season after Rocco got the job. I mean, numerous phone conversations. I think we talked about it, you know, one time on this show and I think he really took to it. And then I think the fact of the conversations that, that James has had with him about his approach and what he's doing and just trusting his ability. And I think we're seeing a, a young hitter really grow into the player he is. And I mean, if you're around Max Kepler for, for five minutes, I mean, he's six foot four and you know, he's, built like a Greek god. I mean, he's out of central
2: casting, just, right? He's yeah, right out of central just, casting. Just
0: huge. And now we've got him to the point where where he's taking the approach that, that we want him to take, the approach that he trusts, which is, I think, even more important in the fact that, that Jay and Rudy got him to trust that approach. And I think we're seeing the benefits of it. So, you know, it's been fun to watch. And I mean, you see him hit balls that you're like, oh my God, you know, I mean, he's so strong. And then on the flip side with, with Jorge is you know, because of what we were talking about, he played in the last 80 games last year. But Jorge has the unique ability to look like a 1980s hitter where he takes a <laughs> swing and his helmet flies off and his hair is everywhere. And he looks like he's going to fall down. And then the next pitch, he lines a double into the left field field gap. So it's kind of like and as older guys can get, it's like like watching Willie Wilson or, you know, Bake McBride or Willie McGee comes to mind, yeah, sure. you know, where Willie would take a swing and spin himself in his hat and fly over and then the next pitch he lines a triple in the gap. That's what Jorge Polanco is. What Jorge Polanco has is he has the ability to put his bat in very different angles and hit the ball very hard and it's special and you can't teach it uh, you wish you could bottle it up and and give it to other people, but he has that ability, and it's such a it's such a God given thing, and it's fun to watch because he does it from some really weird. You know, he'll take swings sometimes, and Rocco's like, "Is he okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's fine. He's just you know, he's just got to pick up his helmet. Tommy's got to pick up his helmet from first because it flew off. So, yeah, it's uh, he has the ability to hit, and I think when you watch him on a daily basis, you really realize it. And I, I mean, I, and I told. Rocker or Jay this early in the year, I think at some point he's going to win a batting title. I really do. Because he runs well. You know, he hits a ball in the gap. He has the ability. I just think he's going to do it. And I think this year, you know, he started off really good and we saw it. And then you could tell he got worn down a little bit. And then he, you know, he had the all-star game, which is four days. And you don't get those days off. But I, I think at some point he's he's going to win a batting title.
2: It's funny you bring that up because last weekend at Target Field, Terry Francona, future Hall of Famer, he brought up Luis Eyes. He said, I think he's going to win a batting right. title one day. The swings of both of those two guys, Polanco and Eyes, are they more similar than different? Yeah, I think
0: they're very similar. And,
2: and you know,
0: as we talked about Georgia being an old school guy, Louis is the ultimate old school guy. And, you know, Louis is the guy that, you know, a month ago we were worried people were going to react to him defensively and do different things. And then all of a sudden he starts hitting the ball in different places. And the fun thing about Louis is he literally comes to the plate and, and like looks around and surveys the field of like where guys are standing. And you're like, what's he doing? And then sometimes he hits the ball there. So it it was fun this past weekend when Rod was in our dugout because, you know, you watch a guy like Rod that could spray the ball over the field. And I think you watch Rod have the appreciation for what Louie's doing. It's uh, it was a cool thing.
2: Rod and Tony were both in the dugout, weren't they?
0: Yeah, it's anytime you get those two guys together, it's awesome. And the fact that that they were together with us in spring training and what they add to spring training. And, you know, as, as you've been in Rock's office many times, and, you know, we had the golden fungo thing that, that we did last year in spring training and I gave it to Rod and Tony one day. And, you know, the rule is you have to carry it everywhere. So you're watching two twins Hall of Famers and, you know, maybe one of the greatest hitters of all time walk around with a golden fungo because they did something uh, that day disparaging that they had to carry it with it. It's cool having, having those guys around is fun, man. It really is.
2: How often do the players mid-game come over and just chit-chat with either Rod or Tony?
0: Oh, all game long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a situation where if you have those resources, I think for Tony, Tony's there for every home game. So they have Tony around and Tony goes down and sits in the cage and we will talk and, you know, share stories. But, you know, anytime you get Rod Carew around and, and you can have a conversation with him about anything and, you know, when Rod Carew gets ready to leave for, to go home after three days there, and he comes in Rock's office and gives you a hug and tells you thank you for having him. I mean, no, nah, I mean it. You know, it's uh, it, it's very cool having having those guys around is special. I think there's there's a lot of. There's a lot of special things about the Twins' history. But when you have, like, those guys around, even, you know, Herbeck's around the ballpark. When you when you Gladden. have those things. Yeah, Glad. How can you not forget Gladden? <laughs> I mean, so when we're talking about Twins legends, I mean, we right. started there. Of I
2: course. Ap- I apologize. So, but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's really cool having them around. All right, we'll take our last break, come back, and wrap up our Sunday show Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. We'll come back one last segment on your home for Twins baseball. Uh-
1: In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most.
2: In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: 55 and better enjoy a five dollar discount on weekday day games courtesy of treasure island resort and casino
2: well jason i've got to tell you you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate great your resume isn't quite what we're used to but you've got a fantastic work ethic thank you and i'm impressed by how you carry yourself
1: so should we talk about the job
2: Uh, what the job oh sorry Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Take me right to the
1: Without baseball, oh, summer just wouldn't sound right. The Twins Community Fund, getting more kids in the game. Learn more at twinscommunityfund.org. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game.
2: Final segment of Inside Twins from Cleveland, brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Probe is back with Derek Shelton. The win last night. Did you and Rocco gather together and, and the decision to bump Jose Brios to Monday instead of pitching today? How did that all come about?
0: Well, there was a conversation after the game that involved myself and, and Rocco and Derek and, and uh, Wes just about what we were going to do today. And, you know, we have a couple guys banged up position player wise, as you can see in our lineup. It's it's a little bit different. So I think in terms of just giving all those guys a day and then bumping Jose back was kind of the natural progression of it. Uh, we only have one off day left the rest of the year. And I mean, it's well-documented with the guys that, you know, Kep's missed time, Nelly's missed time. You know, Georgie's played as much as anybody, I think at shortstop with the exception of two guys in the game. So as we started to talk about you know, the day today, the night before, even going back into the series before what time we got in here, there was we needed we need to build in some off days. So the fact of how the game went yesterday, I think is a natural or how the day went yesterday is a natural progression. So with giving the guys that we gave days off to, it was kind of natural just to bump Hosey back a day.
2: And with what Kepler's dealing with, is this something that will be lingering the rest of the season that they'll have to just kind of uh, deal with and and try to treat and, and best that everybody can?
0: Yeah, I, I think to some respect, yes. I mean, it's kind of the point where it game, I don't know, what, 140-something?
2: Something, yeah. What was so, it, 149 today?
0: 149. So, you know, when you get to game 149, eh, you're probably, and you playing every day, you're not feeling well. So, you know, you're battling something. So it's not like we have really anybody that's at 100%. So I think any time we can manage, you know, it going forward, we're going to try
2: to manage him. Bruce Gratterall last night picked up wow. his first big league win. What would you make of those two wow. innings uh, striking out three? We saw 101-102. Yeah,
0: it was uh, it was different than the first couple times he pitched. <laughs> I will say that, no, let's go back to Roxanne's stuff about Skip talking in the dugout. He threw the first pitch, and Skip was like, oh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was coming out hot last night. I mean, you know, and I think we had heard from all accounts how he had pitched in, in Rochester and, and in Pensacola. But last night. Last night, I think there's a couple things to it. Last night with the environment here, with the fact that they were loud, and then he came out and was doing what he was doing was a very good thing for Twins baseball going forward. It was it was uh, really cool to see.
2: And you could see, too, from that first base dugout, the right-handed batters, how late they were, right, with, yeah. the, with their swings and where the ball was going, down the right field right. line, foul territory.
0: Yeah, that and, I mean, he threw a couple... Really nasty sliders that had some depth to it. So, yeah, that was fun to watch. And for him to not only go out for the first inning, but go back out for the second inning and and to uh, complete it, it it was cool. You know, I I mean, there's just there's so many positive things and cool things you see in September. And you know, that's a credit to our scouting staff. That's a credit to our development staff with the fact that he's here and he's able to pitch meaningful innings in September.
2: Less than a minute left in our Sunday show. It's going to be a beautiful day here in Cleveland. Where where would be a great place to listen? For, today, to, uh, for today's game? Yeah, that's, a great, that's
0: a great question. And so we go to my guy, Nate Dahman, who said Mack and Groveland, St. Paul, fish boil today would mm. probably be the perfect place to listen to you guys do the game today. You know, it's what, uh, it's what you do, right?
2: Baseball on the radio, some fish.
0: It can't get any, can't better. Get any I'm better. I'm than assuming going it's point. going to be a beautiful day in the Twin Cities. You know, maybe have a beverage or two of your choice, whatever you would like to do, and then. Have a great day.
2: Got some fish. Sounds good. Yeah. Shelty, always enjoy the conversation. Uh, great job yesterday, and good luck today.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
2: Uh, we thank Derek Shelton, always one of our favorites here on our Sunday show. We have more to come. The pregame show with Chris is coming up momentarily. Then we'll have game three with Andy Dobnak and Shane Beaver. Thanks for listening. More to come. Twins baseball right here on your home for Twins baseball.
0: You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Rootbeer. Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The magic number is winding down. Can the Twins clinch at Target Field? And that's gone!
2: Target Field explodes!
0: The Twins host the Chicago White Sox September 16th to the 18th.
2: From Eddie Rosario. Up, up, and go. The Nelson Cruz home run.
0: This is your last chance to support the Twins as they look to secure their spot in this year's postseason. Get your tickets at twinsbaseball.com. Hey, Ken Herbeck here, and summertime in Minnesota means baseball. Weekends up north and family time. This year, enjoy the one and only Killabrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Pick up a six-pack or a case at your neighborhood Festival Foods grocery store. Whether it's ice cream floats for dessert or a caffeine-free, gluten-free refreshment, your kids will absolutely love. Take it from a guy who knows a little bit about legends. You're never too old to relive the fun of sharing your first Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made out here you need to control your environment or it may control you you need the kubota l2501 hst compact tractor it comes with all the easy to use implements you need get the l2501 hst for as low as 149 dollars a month with zero percent apr financing for 84 months plus a six-year limited powertrain warranty now through december 31st 2019 see us or go to kubotausa.com for more information visit gokubota.com for the kubota dealer nearest you
2: Thanks to U.S. Bank, your banking is done in a few clicks, so you have time to get more done. Like wake up, stretch, go to meetings, go to the gym, convince yourself you like the gym. It's fun. I really like it. A U.S. Bank checking account with online and mobile access allows banking to fit in your life. Call 800-720-BANK. Visit a branch or go to usbank.com slash checking. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. See a banker or visit usbank.com slash checking for more information. The U.S. Bank mobile app is free to download. Your mobile carrier may charge access and messaging fees. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC. This is Chad Greenway of the Minnesota Vikings asking the old question, is it duck-duck gray duck or duck-duck goose?
1: This epic debate has brought forth the hottest, smoothest vodka in the Midwest, gray duck vodka gray duck vodka is different in all the ways that matter gray duck is made from minnesota corn it's
0: gluten-free and is now available all throughout twins territory being from the midwest we have the same pride in supporting our communities businesses and farms as you do that's why we distribute to places you're already gathering the cabin the game your local bar your own backyard gray duck will be there get the duck
2: out Adventure awaits at the all-new Dragon's Fire Aerial Act, Falconer, and the Vikings Invasion Encampment. The Minnesota Renaissance Festival. Weekends now through September 29th. Discount tickets at Speedway, Cobb, Menards, Coburns, Cashwise, and RenaissanceFest.com.
1: Twins players and half price meals means it's Kids Day at Target Field presented by Gillette Children's Specialty Healthcare. Every Sunday, kids 12 and under can enjoy this offer. They can also run the bases after the game courtesy of Twin Cities Orthopedics. Log on at twinsbaseball.com for more.